The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac, unfiltered. People are starting to see exactly who you really are and you're a hypocrite. Uncensored. What he's trying to say is suplex in And unforgiving. The only reason you are WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mack. And that's the bottom line, because a great one sets up. Royal Rumble 2024 is now done and dusted and to be honest as i sit here right now i thoroughly enjoyed the show um and we'll get into that don't worry we're going to get into it uh wrestlemania is obviously we're full swing now for that elimination shame is still to come um joining me for this royal rumble uh i don't want to say review but look back already to our thoughts on the royal rumble uh my tag team partner from across the pond mr tyler how are you sir Benny, I'm, I'm doing fantastic as usual, and it's always a privilege to be able to join you and talk some wrestling, my friend. Uh, I just want to let the people know that who are listening right now, this was actually recorded Monday, so Raw hasn't happened for us yet, Tyler. So um, obviously we're, we are going to focus more on, obviously, the Royal Rumble and talk about that, which was, again, like I said at the top of the show here, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, but we'll get into it bit by bit, but... Also, I want to let you know, because uh, Tyler Takedown, I th- it's episode nine, I want to say, is just not long dropped as well. It, 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 it may have been. Yeah, it, I've even lost count, but it, <laughs> it, either way, it, it's available. And uh, yeah, but uh, thank you for bringing it up. No, on SJP World Media right now, you can listen to Tyler saying, I believe it was uh, Bad Blood 97, which if I remember rightly is, is that Kane's debut? Yes, sir. You are correct. That's when... Uh, it's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, check it out. It's on SJP Raw Media. Uh, Tyler's takedowns, obviously. Um, man, how you? I mean, you're doing... Well, I hear about nine episodes in. I just want to ask you, really, are you enjoying doing it and going solo? Obviously, this is quite new. For, it's relatively new now, I suppose, in terms of doing solo shows for yourself. I am enjoying the process, Many I, I found myself growing more confident and improving the more and more uh, that I, I'm able to do of uh, Tyler's takedowns. So I'm just uh, very thrilled with being able to be on such a fantastic network uh, with shows like yourself on In the Corner and, and all of Sai and, and everybody that's a part of the team. It's, uh, it's a great learning uh, process thus far, and I'm just having a blast, and I'm so happy to share uh, – the work with everybody and hope they enjoy what I'm doing. That That's what any of us can hope for. So I, I want to thank you for, uh, for complimenting the, the program. It means a lot. Well, we're all learning, mate. Don't worry. I've, I've seen some of us have been doing it longer than others, but we're all still learning. I don't care how long you've been doing it. We're all still learning to, you know, do shows and hopefully people are liking what we do. So, you know, but I've I enjoyed it, man. I listened to your latest show when I went to work this morning, so I didn't finish it because my commute's not that long. But I was enjoying it, so I've got it for my next day tomorrow when I go to work. So, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, thank you, and, and I, I appreciate that, Benny. Uh, knowing how much uh, wrestling knowledge you possess, and and so many uh, like sign yourself uh, have, and and complimenting the show, uh, and and that's why 
I'm blessed to be a part of such a wonderful team. Well, it's just okay. I think everybody knows a little bit of everything. I think in terms of the wrestling, I mean, obviously I'm more WWE, obviously, hence the in the corner WWE tag on uh, on X, obviously. So sure, uh, but uh, yeah, man, no, it's good. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. I, like I said. You are the not the unofficial co-host. You are the co-host who just doesn't always come on. <laughs> That's about it. You got your own stuff going on. You know? uh, maybe it's a special attraction thing. We can <laughs> go with yeah. that. Well, NJB used to call himself before he uh, disappeared. He used to say that he was like the Brock Lesnar, and he really is at the moment because he's not nowhere to be seen. Uh, so we'll see how that goes out. Um, the so this episode, obviously, as I said, is recorded Monday. It will come out, um, uh, I guess, Tuesday um, or even possibly Wednesday. Uh, but then I'll be back on uh, Thursday, normal time, talking uh, obviously Raw and anything else that's been going on WWE-related. To a degree, I'm just going to share it out there now. This show is not going to cover any Vincent Mann stuff. This is the only time I'll probably mention it until it's all played out, until we all know what things are, what's happening, what he's done, what he's not done. Because I don't want that podcast, this podcast to be about that. I want to be about the, when we, how we enjoy watching wrestling, whether that's WWE, TNA, AW. Uh, New Japan, whatever you watch. I mean, obviously, primarily this is a WWE show, but it's about enjoying the wrestling and uh, having fun. So the other stuff is unfortunate, but I'm not really going to, like I said, we'll let it play out and we'll see what happens in the coming months, I guess. So um, with that being said, let's talk some Royal Rumble, Tyler. Um, Yeah, let's do it. Man, I mean, there's a lot more to talk about in terms of like the Netflix stuff I want to talk about. I'll be on Thursday's show. I'm going to talk a bit more about uh, what I've learned about that. But... Did you so? Do you watch the pre-shows anymore? I don't think I don't think I've watched a pre-show for a long time. I did glimpse at it this time round for about ten minutes, and then uh, of course I watched it on delay, so I didn't have to sit through the pre-show. Not that the pre-shows are necessarily bad. I just wanted. To, I was just eager to get the show on the road. So I mean, did you watch it on the night or? I did watch the uh, the pre-show, and uh, I enjoy them. Uh, it, it's fun seeing Wade Barrett and Booker T, and uh, I believe her name's uh, Jackie Redman, who's doing a, a fantastic oh, yes, job. Yeah. And also, uh, is it Peter Rosenberg? Rosenberg, I think, I think he, was on here this yeah, time, yeah. He, he also does a uh, tremendous uh, job at, at what he's able to do. Uh, so it kind of gives you that, that game day feel uh, regarding yeah, yeah. the panel and having – their picks uh, validated and seeing the crowd behind them. I think the fans were already uh, getting ready. Uh, you talked about the anxiousness of uh, this Royal Rumble. They, they were ready to uh, get the thing going. And and uh, there was a lot of anticipation, a lot of just infectious energy by the crowd. And it helped to be in a dome. It makes uh, WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles feel unique in that regard and and benny uh i'm I'm just so pumped up to talk about the the rumble uh the concept itself is always i think for all of us has been intriguing in a lot of ways um it was just uh i we're gonna talk we weren't necessarily gonna plan to talk in order of the uh of the thing we're gonna talk about the rumbles mainly we will talk about the we got to talk about the fatal four-way um and I don't think there's going to be a great deal to talk about because it kind of... Let's talk about the Fatal 4-Way, actually. Nothing against it. The Undisputed Championship on the line and all that kind of stuff. In, you know, you know, Randy Orton, uh, AJ, LA Knight, and Roman. Um, I Now, normally when Roman... No, I'm not dissing the match. I thought the match was actually pretty good. But we've kind of almost stumbled into this formula of let's get Solo in here and interfere now he did get a bit of a comeuppance obviously but we both sat, we both sat here a couple of days ago and said that neither one of us really thought roman was going to lose the title 
And I think we both picked Roma to retain. But I mean, I don't say I'm not saying the match was bad. I am just saying there were better things on the Raw Rumble card. And I was assuming this was going to be the um, the main event, or at least one before the men's Rumble. At least uh, I'm actually glad of where it was on the card because it played out. I'm not going to say I knew how the match was exactly going to play out, but kind of did in a sense of how it was going to end and how things were going to progress with this like solo getting involved so i mean what are your thoughts on it i am growing tired of uh, the solo interference uh i think that there's other uh, things they could do um you know I, I like solo and i think they're trying to utilize him to the best of their abilities yeah. and I'm, I'm not saying there's fault with with that uh, and this match, I, I got to be honest, uh, the more I, I looked at it, even through highlights, uh, I wasn't uh, crazy about it. Uh, normally fatal four ways and it's nothing against the competitors. Cause I'm a big fan of all these guys, LA, not AJ Styles, And of course, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, the champion. I just, uh, I think I would rather, uh, have seen Orton versus Reigns or maybe Styles versus Reigns, or if LA not wanted a rematch against Roman Reigns, I, I get the problems with the bloodline that all these guys had that would, uh, you know, motivate them to be in a match in this situation. But I, I got to tell you, is it me or am I getting tired of the table spots where, where the head's banging like a basketball? That That's starting to, to grow old with me. I, I don't know if I'm – it's because I'm getting a little older now. Uh, it just I – know, I know there's a rhyme and reason, but it just – it's starting to get on my nerves and – Oh, okay. And it's not not that everything was bad. I, I don't want to sound like these guys were not working hard. I mean, some of the action was good. It's just, I think we're kind of seeing a pattern that it, it's hard to deviate from the formula, but you almost want to see something different. I, I think to the point of Solo having to get involved and and having probably too many stars. I, I mean, I know you want the, the name identity the, for the brand and, and for it being the Royal Rumble, but I would rather have seen one of these guys take on Roman one-on-one. I just think there was so much going on when you have these triple threats and fatal four-ways that are interesting, yet they kind of take away from a, a regular one-on-one -on -one matchup. I know exactly what you mean. I think maybe it's probably because... My assumption is, I mean, what have we got before WrestleMania? We've got Elimination Chamber, haven't we? Um, is that it? Or is it we got, have we got another? No, I think that's it, isn't it? If I remember rightly, we've got no, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Chamber should be the only other stop before yeah, me. So, yeah, so if obviously, you know, it links in with what happened in the Rumble, uh, the men's Rumble, is this the last time we'll see Roman until uh, WrestleMania, possibly? In terms of being in the ring and having action, so because I always because I will admit the way they built the again the match was fine. I'm not, but it's just it was it's become a little bit too obvious. I guess is probably the better way of saying it. Like you said, the yeah, uh, you could see through it. Yeah, you knew, and that's not to say the match like it, because I knew you kind of already had this thing of like, well, Solo's going to get involved and this is going to happen, and you know, blah 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 you kind of had less opportunity to be like surprised by it, I guess, which there was no real surprise in it. Um, it does feel very much like a, let's do this to get to here. And that's fine. But I actually, the way the, the Randy Orton story was playing out and stuff with him returning and all that kind of stuff, I actually thought it was going to be Randy versus Roman, to be honest. Um, but it's a good way of getting, I guess these uh, so LA Knight to get his rematch. I'm using air quotes there, and AJ to a degree, 
Um, but where, where, where does Randy go from here? I mean, we've got Elimination Chamber coming up. I'm going to, what you know, obviously anybody who's listening to this knows, I would hope that knows that Cody's won the Rumble, which we'll get into in a little bit. But assuming Cody, and based on the way the Rumble ended, Cody was pointing right at Roman. So we've been saying for almost a year on this show, it obviously had a bit of a gap, but that we believe it's it should be, you know, if Roman's going to lose the title, it should be Cody, surely. The way, and no, nothing against that award heavyweight title. We said this on this show as well, Tyler, didn't we? That nothing against no, the award heavyweight did. title. And Seth Rollins has been a great champion. But considering Cody's mantra was, I need to win this title because nobody in my family's ever won this title. And that's the WWE. Obviously, it's known as the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at the moment. But they are starting to drop it, I've noticed. Certain wrestlers are starting to say WWE champion again. It hasn't quite gone yet because it's still been using the uh, th- uh, the announcers, but nothing against Seth Rollins. But for me, and again, I think Tyler as well, and most of us, Cody should be beating Roman. Um, obviously, that's yet to yet to be seen. But um, yeah, I, I, there's not much more I can say about the Fatal Four Way. I think you're right. The uh, the the ramming the head into the table a few times and then just doing it. You know, it's almost like the you know I, I get it's kind of. Some of the it's, fr- it's in it, every match it, it normally yeah. I, I see what they're doing it's it, no disqualification so you can get away with just punishing your opposition by telegraphing his uh his head into a, a broadcast table but when certain spots are overdone even from a fan's perspective like myself i just grow a little bit tired of, of seeing the same type of segments it's like Give me something different, a little bit fresh. I mean, don't yeah. deviate too much, but uh, I'm just kind of getting into that uh, that point of view anymore. When I, I see it, you know, happen time and time again, I'm like, can we not try to do something else? And it's taken nothing away. You're so correct, Benny, because these are all four just uh, future Hall of Famers, and and it's a shame to say. Listen, I didn't care for this match. It, it's not that it didn't have its good moments, but I just felt like, to your point, it, it's starting to become obvious and like we, we've seen this movie again. Yeah, and they just added an extra element with another person. I was just thinking, like, why? So we also we know the bloodline's going to get involved. That's what the bloodline does, whether it's solo Jimmy or a combination of the the two. Um, we didn't see Jimmy this time, but then Jimmy was entering the men's rumble, so I guess that's why. But you know, the bloodline have wronged a lot of people that are still on the roster. So why couldn't we not have, you know, do you know what? You want to screw me? You want to you screw me? I'll come out and beat Solo up instead of having the participants do it. Or if Jimmy did come out, then somebody else comes out from the back to fight off, to help fight the bloodline. Because do you know what? It's working for the bloodline. That's why Roman's part of the reason Roman is still heavyweight champion is because of interference. So I know it's the typical... The bad guys do it, the good guys don't. But surely by now, because of how long it's been... Uh, the bloodline deserve a bit more of their own medicine, if that makes sense. No, they do, and and that's a, a good point. I, I didn't even uh, envision it w- until you uh, spoke about it. Why, why not have somebody that's not in the Rumble matches that still has their issues with the bloodline come out and, and get some retribution to help even up the, the odds, the score, so to speak. Uh, 
And then it would with, look more... uh, so you know, like like you were just after mentioning. There, there's not much more to say or add. You you pretty yeah. much summed it up. But then you could just add that element of, um, so not only is Roman defending the title against three other men in a fatal four way, but now you've got the outside element of oh, these are people that we've wronged in the past, and then maybe one of them hits a move on Roman to look, make it look like Roman's going to lose. So add that extra suspense of oh my god, Roman's going to oh no, he's kicked out, or Solo breaks it up, or then that, then it breaks into a brawl, and then you know those elements are removed, and somehow Roman survives. Yes, he had a little bit of help, but not as much help as he's been getting. But I guess at some point that will come to bite Roman in the butt because Solo may get to the point of like, do you know what? I'm sick of doing your bidding. Basically, you're your only champion because of me. or whatever. And he so, turns on him. Uh, yeah, or even once the title's been lost, maybe. We've talked about this before. Roman loses the title. Solo's like, well, you've had your run as top tribal chief. You're not even champion anymore. Maybe the money disappears as much as well. So these nice plane rides that they have and nice cars they have when they arrive at the arena start to dwindle or only Roman has it for himself because there's less money now does that so you could play on there's several ways you could play on this no you could but, i mean you're so right there's multiple uh directions uh you could go with it and uh i i know why they do it and uh i'm in agreement there i'm almost wondering and this is going to probably sound odd but and i understand it's royal rumble you couldn't do it then but what if if roman's still the champion and you well, you couldn't do it in an elimination chamber. Maybe you could. You could have like a uh, what was the type of stipulation? And I can't, you know, I'm wondering why I'm forgetful all of a sudden. But it it was kind of a lumberjack where you had people outside the ring. Yes, that's right. Yeah, lumberjack. I, I'm almost I'm almost wondering why you couldn't do something. Maybe not with that many people, but but something. I, I guess to your point, where it could it could lead into a a type of scenario where. Uh, the odds are are evened up, but you can still find some way logically for Reigns to still survive. Uh, but it would make it uh, more pleasurable for the audience to see the heels actually uh, get their just due on them by having more of the baby faces around. And you could still have heels out there helping Roman, but but this way I, I'm trying to think of a way. We well, could just do it like you, in a way of like so yeah. if somebody else gets involved. And it's no DQ, which it was in Fatal Four Way. You could have had somebody, maybe, maybe it came down to, for argument's sake, because who, who actually took the pinfall was AJ, wasn't it? In the end, AJ Styles took the pinfall, um, and we kind of had it where um, I think it was like a, I can't remember how it went down. To be honest with you, it was the AJ got hit by somebody. Oh no, it was uh, oh crikey. I've forgotten how it went down, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's not really good. No, it, it's okay. I, you know, it, it's hard to recall everything, Benny. And uh, I think you're right, though. It, it was Styles, I mean, to uh, go down to Roman after the interference and uh, and everything. There, there was so much uh, moving parts with this matchup and, uh, and everything. Because wasn't it AJ Styles that hit the phenomenal forearm? That kind of led to the the end of the match, That's from what it, I can yeah, recall. Yeah. But I was just wondering with these outside. Say if we did it the way the outside interferences and stuff, like you could somebody could have gone to swing the chair at Roman, but misses and hits one of the participants, and Roman gets the win off a freak chair shot, which then leads into another rivalry with whoever hits the person with the chair, 
and then Roman goes on his way on to you know Olympic Chamber WrestleMania or whatever. But either way, I think we've probably we've talked more about what could have happened and should have happened than actually what the match was. Uh, the match was good, but it I don't think any of us were surprised that Roman won and the way he won. And and you are correct. Uh, it was AJ Styles that took the spear. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, I can't remember what happened in between before that happened, but yeah. No, yeah. Well, and, and here's the truth, folks. It's hard even when you watch it. And you, even if you were to write down notes, because there, there is so much going on, even when you're paying attention to something, it's just bound to happen. That's why I was trying to remember the stipulation of the lumberjack, because I was trying to, to, uh, in my recollection, uh, try to figure that out, you know, the, how <laughs> they would present it. And, and and see it it happens, but the lumberjack hey, matches. Listen, are, that's why we make the tag to each other. Yeah, the lumberjack matches are okay. I wouldn't say SS, but I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, just I don't know. It'd just be nice for once. I know the good guys have got to be the good guys and stuff, and not be the the way the blood. But the bloodline's been doing this for over three years, so it's like, come on, guys, come on. You know, maybe it's time if you want the. You know, I love. Although I will say, there was a comment made on commentary by Michael Cole about the fact that. Um, fans moaning that Roman only defended the title so many times and stuff, which I get, but he made the, made the comment of, well, beat him then. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good way to stick it to our, our fickle minds sometimes. And I'll, I'll even put myself in the, in the same category. Uh, Michael Cole was pretty much telling uh, everybody to go fickle themselves. Eey, I was proud there of, it is. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts yeah. are available. Yeah, you've been missing that, huh? You want more <laughs> of the, this kind of personality? No, <laughs> I tease, but True, but truly, what a profound statement! And Michael Cole is just—he's terrific, anyways. And and that was just—I'm glad you brought that line up, Benny. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's quickly go through the. We'll do the Rumble matches after because I think that's the main thing that was uh, the thing. But because you look at this card, there's literally women's Rumble, uh, Fatal Four Way for the undisputed title, the uh, uh, United States Championship, and then the men's Royal Rumble, and that's it. And do you know what? <laughs> I wasn't missing anything else, I tell you. The United States Championship match, the way they did this, Tyler, I thought was actually really it was clever. clever. It was very clever. So, Logan Paul champion defending against Kevin Owens, who won the tournament. Um, a great back and forth. Logan Paul, as much as I want to say, I say this every time, you, we want to be the guys, oh, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, shit, blah, blah, blah. He's not, though, is he? He's frick, he's really good. Um, no, he he's very talented. I, I think that's what makes people dislike him even more, and why yes, he can, how dare he you be that good it into on his mock skills, and and why people want to see him get beat up. It's a it's a whole point. It's pretty uh, fundamental, actually. But yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I I wouldn't be crazy about this guy, but he's proven everybody that he can go. He's an athlete. He's absolutely everybody's been in the ring. Yeah, yeah, all right. You could say that the people he's been in the ring with are like um, top of their game, which they should be. They're in WWE, um, but um, they somehow managed. And I love, but I love the way this story played out. Um, the uh, I love. He's. Uh, I love. I also love the fact that we. So we got this on commentary. That uh, I think it was Corey Graves that said it. That nobody can suplex Kevin Owens from the top rope. And then Logan Paul shouting at Corey, hey, look at this, I'm going to do it. And then <laughs> Owens reversed it again. It's almost like the Ric Flair. And he still can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like the Ric Flair like diving off the top rope thing, isn't it? Where Yeah, where, uh, where Flair could never hardly come off the top rope. Somebody was always going to catch him. 
I think only once that I've seen Ric Flair ever land it, and that was against Carlito. <laughs> um, I forgot what year, but it was for the Intercontinental Championship, and he actually hit the double axe handle. The whole crowd erupted like they had just... He did it. He did it, and then he won the Intercontinental Championship on that particular show as well. And I always remember that, because, I, of course, I'd, never, I'd seen Ric Flair's career mainly in WWF. I've seen a few older tapes and stuff, but I didn't really see anything of Ric Flair until he came in in 2001, after the, in two, early 2002. No, late 2001 into 2002 no, no, when he you, was the you owner. you were correct. It was about, you know, latter 2001. Because it was after he was the guy that brought the stock, didn't he, that Shane and Stephanie sold to buy WCW and ECW. So yeah. Yes. Um, he, he was the one kind of, he was the rival for... Uh, the ownership of WWE uh, was Flair. He w- he was actually being the babyface in the situation. Yeah, that's that's an, that's where it, it started the whole drafting because uh, Ric Flair was a fifty fifty owner and uh, ended up having Raw and Sm- uh, Vince had SmackDown and eventually Vince got control again and blah blah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I looked, so the brass knuckles. I've forgotten. I've forgotten um, Logan Paul's mate, whoever comes out and brings in the brass uh, well, knuckles. I, they kept calling him Jack or Jeff. I, I never could recall his name. Uh, clearly it wasn't their fault, but it's a way maybe I was hearing it. I mean, I but don't... he's always got one of his cronies, don't he? I mean, even Michael Cole does it uh, perfectly when he says, what's this idiot doing out here? I'm of course paraphrasing, but the way Michael Cole relates, I, th- I think it's so important what they do on commentary to uh, relay the stories that uh, I'm like you, Benny, you've done some commentary. I have too. our ears automatically go to what Cole or, you know, for example, Corey Graves or Pat McAfee uh, are saying. It, it just, it, it's uh, vital to the story. Yeah, it bridges that, uh, especially it bridges the gap for the person watching at home like ourselves. So um, it is a bit weird going to a live event and not having commentary because I'm so used to watching it on TV. <laughs> so um, Yeah, it, it, it's very weird. Um, I mean, you understand it because they, they're not always going to be at the live events, but it we're so accustomed to watching a raw or SmackDown or any wrestling show where there's commentary and it's, uh, it just, it always feels a little bit off, but you know, I, I guess it's the way it is when it's just house shows as yeah. they call. Them. I mean, so, uh, uh, Logan Paul basically gets handed brass knuckles, puts it on, but goes to hit Kevin Owens, uh, blocks it, manages to get the knuckles off Logan Paul and actually hits Paul in the face. Like, oh, my God, he's going to win the U.S. title. Here. And, ref- and it's almost weird because the ref- Kevin Owens has been screwed by the referee and Logan Paul kind of, by the referee kind of, but he hasn't been because the referee's doing his job. <laughs> so, But the referee goes one, two, and sees the brass knuckles on Kevin Owens' hand and goes, you've used that, and then disqualifies KO. So it, it was a good way of getting KO out of it without him... I mean, yes, he's not walking out with the U.S. title, but it gets him out of it without actually walking out with it as well. But it's the irony of it with the brass knuckles and stuff that's happened with Logan Paul leading up to this point. But yeah, where Paul escaped, I mean, without even uh, getting caught. Normally, he's the one, the perpetrator. Yeah, uh, um, it's. I, I, do you know what? I enjoyed it. To be fair, it um, again, I wouldn't say it was. Uh, I'm not going to say it was a bad match, but um, I enjoyed it. I think I probably enjoyed the United States Championship match. I will say this. I enjoyed the U.S. title match more than I did the Fatal 4-Way, to be honest. I did, too. Uh, I mean, I, I've got to be transparent as well, Benny. I, I thought there was a lot more to this match. And maybe, to be fair, like I was stating before as we were talking, I, I prefer sometimes a good one-on-one 
Uh, and I think that it proved my point, not that I, I'm right all the time, but certainly not. It's just from my money or my opinion, not money, that'd be nice, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Owens and, and Paul, the, what they were able to do, I mean, with the brass knucks and then the aggressive nature of it, and then the interference with uh, Waller and, and Theory, uh, that was another uh, element to the affair. And, and you know, Logan Paul and, and Kevin Owens, just they had chemistry. You could tell these guys wanted to work together. It was uh, – and it, they – any Kevin Owens match I've seen, I've grown more fondly of him because you, you can tell this guy's gritty. He, he likes going out there and just giving it his all, and so does Logan Paul, love him or not. And and that was a good marriage. And and what I mean by marriage, it, it goes back to chemistry. It, it was good to have these two having a match. I think it's got to the point now that if you're a talent in WWE, if you're not a fan of Logan Paul, that's fine. But like... Because every match, near enough every match, Logan Paul's like, maybe we can maybe the exception of the tag matches, maybe when he first started. But the match he had against Roman, uh, the matches he had against Rey Mysterio, uh, even Miz, to be fair. And Roman. And Roman, yeah. I, uh, they've all been good. So it's to the point of like, if you can't have a good match with Logan Paul, I think because, because he's had matches with these people and they have been good. You can't then turn around and go. Well, I think it's Logan Paul's fault. It might be because I'm not. I do, I'm not. I'm in un, under no illusion that obviously Paul is still being told, and as as rightly should, he's still a rookie, really. So he's in there with people that have been doing it for twenty years, ten years, you know, whatever. You always put. Well, the, he has. Always... I mean, he's still very uh, young in his career, yeah. but that's what's been impressive. So yeah, I almost feel like uh, again. It pains me to say this, but I don't think you can have a bad Logan Paul match. Anything that will probably get Logan Paul in trouble, genuinely, is is if he maybe goes rogue on a on a promo, maybe, and he goes a bit too far with it because he, you know, he can say some stupid shit. We yeah, all he can, he but... can uh, push the envelope, but it doesn't always mean it's a positive. Exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, we also saw um, uh, Austin Theory and. Oh, what's his bloody? I've forgotten his yeah, name. Yeah, Grayson Waller. Thank you. I literally it was on the tip of my tongue. I was just looking no, at it. No, I mean he. Grayson and Waller. I, I like. Say enough good things about those two. Yeah, I like that. I like that duo because uh, they haven't done a, a, a lot lately. Austin Theory. You know, look where Austin Theory was and to where he is now. And I still rate Austin Theory. That uh, match he had um, not long ago where he uh, hurt himself with um, Carmelo. Was it Carmelo Hayes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Carmelo Hayes. Um, I think it was a Spanish fly off the that's top. That's it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad they're both okay. So, And we got to see a match yeah, uh, this too. past week on SmackDown as well. So, uh, man, I'm enjoying, I'm looking forward to seeing what... Uh, I, I mean, well, let's get into it, man. Let's do it. I mean, I think we're going to do the men's rumble, aren't we? I know we said we were going to do it all, but, but I think we both... Um, Nothing against uh, any of the um, <laughs> uh, the matches, but I think I think we're both in agreement that we both enjoyed the the women's rumble. Not to say that the men's was bad either, but um, I just felt like it, it was done so superbly, and it continues. I think to your point, Benny, we've talked off air that I think last year too there there was uh, something special about the women's Royal Rumble matches. Well, this is it. This is interesting. So I'm looking online right now at the uh, the because we don't really do grades, do we? We just talk about the match from what we no, like to what I, we do I, like. I leave that to other people. Uh, I'm not going to mention. I, I don't do grades on CBS. They've rated the men's rumble a B, and I believe they've rated the women's rumble a B minus. So just saying that the 
um, women's was slightly not as good as the men's, which um, I, I don't agree. I, I, I think we're, I think we're going to have to talk. The, no, I, I'm going to have to throw out my hand on that one. As I got a flow of what is it a flag on the play on that one because I think the women's yeah one exactly was the the football analogy yeah, that, yeah that's a foul. I mean, man, right. So let let's talk rumbles then. We'll we'll, we'll go we'll go through the men's and then we'll go through the women's. But either way, I liked both. But if I have to, if I had to give an edge, I would say the women's. But so um, I the start. So both rumbles had a, an excellent start, by the way. Um, oh, they did. I can't complain about how they began. No. Uh, Jey Uso starts. Main event Jey Uso. Great fan response. You know, great interaction, all that kind of stuff. Um, the crowd rea- and my reaction was very similar. When Jimmy's Uso's music came on, I think you could hear the audible, like, it's almost like a gasp of like, and then like, you know, oh, God, here we go. So, they, I mean, it was unexpected. A lot of people didn't think it'd be one and two. It was a it was a great moment actually to have them start. It reminded me uh, of the Hardys back at two thousand one. Now they didn't start the Rumble, but they did uh, face off in the Rumble, and they ended up. Um, I think that's one where Drew Carey ended up going in, and the Hardys eliminated themselves. And Drew Carey's in the ring by himself for a brief moment until Kane came out. But um, the, the 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 audible gasp from the crowd when Jimmy Uso's music come on was brilliant, and the reaction. And then to see these two actually go at it, because we haven't really seen them, have we, go at it, to be honest? No, we, we haven't. That's what made it, it so significant. And what I, I like too, Benny, is I like how they, they milked it a little bit. It wasn't let's hurry up and brawl. Because you wanted to uh, entice everybody with a moment. Uh, to your observation, it, it was just such a uh, cool, cool highlight for the men's Royal Rumble. I mean, I, I don't feel like it is. I mean, a lot of people are saying Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. But this could that could have been the potential um, because neither one eliminated each other. I believe Jimmy Uso got delimit, uh, eliminated by Braun Breaker and Jay was actually eliminated by Gunter. So neither I believe one, so. So neither one really cost each other the match. So um, not that you necessarily have to, but there's a lot of uh, history there. Maybe we do have it at Mania. I don't know, but it was it was a very good way to to start the Rumble. I thought, and uh, and again, they I, th- did... I think to even tease us a little bit, even if we don't get it till later this year. Yeah. Um, number three, Grayson Waller come outside, spouting off some <laughs> some stuff uh, again, like you know, get over it or whatever it was he was saying. Yeah, I do like him <laughs> on the mic. Something along those lines, but I, I'll tell you. I became more of a fan of his. I mean, you you have to start understanding how wrestling works, and he's the arrogant Ozzy for a reason. I mean, and this is why, because he he comes out, brings a mic, and he's already running his mouth and, and getting himself in trouble. I, I loved it, um, and then obviously it all broke. So we asked number three again. Both Rumbles did this as well, but they filled up rather than like one in, one out, one in, one out. We are actually starting to see the Rumbles, um, you know, fill out rather than. It um, being like relatively empty. Do you know what I mean? You have moments sometimes, but I th- and I, I thought that was a, a nice approach. Actually, uh, nothing against the other Rumble matchups from the past, but I, I actually did not mind this uh, facet of it. I, I thought it was it was important to let everybody fill in enough to where it's not all the eliminations are not so quick, where everybody gets an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go every single entrant number, by the way, but I am going to go to number four because finally somebody that I've wanted to see back in WWE for years 
Andrade Cien Almas is now back. Um, I I didn't recognise the music at first. It's kind of an, a, a like a I think it's, it sounded like it was kind of like his old music, but re, sort of slightly different. Of course, he had that mask, and then I realised it was Andrade. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so I was really cool to see. <laughs> yeah, he's Andrade. back. It's so cool to see him back. I'm not gonna lie. I was a big fan of his in NXT. Uh, his development down there was brilliant. I loved the storyline they did where he was kind of like the party. Yeah, don't worry about. It. I lost the match, but I'm gonna go out and party now. And then I think I spoke about it before on the show. But Zelina Vega comes in and you know sort of straightens him out, and he became NXT champion. Um, that Hammerlock DDT, we didn't see it in the Rumble, but I, I love that finisher personally. I'm a big fan of the DDT, um, but the Hammerlock DDT that he used to do, I don't know whether he still does it because I've not really seen any of his run out of WWE, to be honest. So, I mean, did he, I mean, you may have seen it. Did he have a good run I, in AEW or? You know, he had a solid run in AEW. I, I, I just think with, uh, with uh, anybody coming over from WWE to AEW, especially those NXT. Uh, alumni that were under Triple H and and his regime and, and even on the main roster with Triple H. Uh, I, I think it was frustrations creatively because it wasn't all Triple H, to be fair. And this is not trying to just, uh, you know, be a critic. It, it just is what it is, as the old saying goes. I, I think Andrade had a pretty decent run in AEW. I was happy that he was there and for that fan base. And you have some that carry over, I'm sure. Uh, I just think some of those guys got kind of lost in the shuffle with Tony Khan. And, and I'm not trying to rag on the guy. I just think it's the experience of WWE and, and somebody like Triple H that once uh, some of these stars return, I mean, they're home. That, that's what they mean. They they find their, their destination for success. And he, he's got to be excited to not only be in this matchup and to be back, but all the creative uh, – opportunities that he'll now receive because it's a new administration and it's it's new ownership now with tko so i think that the appeal that appeal is what i meant alone you're going to see a, a lot of more people from uh, aw and other promotions start to uh to come over to w to wwe that's a mouthful and uh <laughs> instead of uh, the other way going to aw and and i like them all i'm, I'm supportive of all these promotions but you have to to be real i, I think WWE just has so much momentum. We've talked about it, Benny, and and especially with uh, the Triple H uh, men and women. He just has a special rapport with those individuals, and and uh, thus we're seeing uh, them make these big returns. And, and I'm glad he saved uh, Andrade for the Rumble. It, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm so happy. I I I, I feel like now. I know Charlotte's out at the moment because obviously they are. I believe they're married in real life. That's what I read. No, they uh, they are. Um, they're actually a married couple. Um, but I could see maybe Andrade on Raw rather than SmackDown. But you know things change. Uh, obviously, I, I I'm hoping we have a a better draft this year rather than just GMs coming out. I'd like to go back to the format of having matches and having the the reveal like we used to back in the day. I actually enjoyed that because then they come out on the the top and grab a t-shirt and then oh, I'm going to be a SmackDown person or an NXT person or whatever. You know, Obviously, back in the day, it was Raw SmackDown or maybe ECW. But, right. Um, but yeah. Um, I actually... Um, see, one thing I, I wish they hadn't done in, in the Men's Rumble, this is my only... Re- it's not even like... I just wish they hadn't done it. It wasn't... I didn't think it was bad. But all this Final Testament stuff with Karrion Cross and Paul Auring and AOP... Um, I would actually rather had Karrion Cross not been in the Rumble. But when Bobby Lashley was in, because the rivalry they're having on SmackDown at the moment, 
Mm-hmm. I would have rather have had Karrion Cross and AOP. I know it's annoying because they're not in the Rumble, but it's an ODQ to come out and eliminate Bobby Lashley from the Rumble, even though he's not in it, just to stop Bobby Lashley from moving on to WrestleMania, obviously taking his chance away from him to potentially win the Rumble, rather than having Bobby Lashley eliminate Karrion Cross. I'm not saying it weakens Karrion Cross, but like he didn't have a great run before he disappeared for a couple of months. I don't think it was a bit sort of floundering a little bit. So I just would have done that differently. I just would have had Karen Cross and AOP in the Final Testament essentially cost Bobby Lashley his spot in the Rumble. Whether that's a beatdown backstage or even, like I said, you know, running down and in, in using AOP and Karen Cross to eliminate Bobby Lashley. Because that's, you know, I never understood the rule, but it's no DQ. But once you're out of the ring, in the ring, you're in the Rumble. Once you go out, leave the ring via the top rope, then you're out. But I just feel like in terms of that rivalry, I felt that it would have been more of a a builder going forward. I mean, uh, so what you're saying, it would have extended the rivalry in, uh, in a, a lot of uh, ways. Uh, I, think uh, so. me, I, I don't think I, it's I over. I don't think the rivalry's over, by the way, Tyler. But I just feel rather, yeah. than, rather than doing it the way they've done it, it would have been maybe, yes, it's a, and it would have been a real heel move to do to eliminate somebody, to go and eliminate somebody from the Rumble when you're not in the Rumble yourself. So I just felt like it would have been a better option. Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, I, I see where you're uh, coming from, uh, no doubt. Uh, personally, uh, just for me, I, I didn't mind it. I, I think because you brought it up, the no disqualification, and and uh, a lot of what you were relaying, they were trying to do, uh, but an elimination would have made it seem uh, a little more important. However, I, I didn't mind it because it, it kind of gave the street profits. I think even if it's something as basic as let's get these guys involved because it's still an angle and we can run with it, and and that's how I kind of broke it down the more I, I reviewed it and even watching uh, Circa the Highlights. But, I mean, you bring up some uh, fascinating uh, analogies, and uh, but i, I got to be honest, I actually didn't mind it. I mean, Karrion Cross did eliminate Bobby Lashley after he'd already been eliminated anyway, so I suppose they kind of still did it, but I don't know. That's, that's the only real thing. I mean, I'm that, not, that, I that's why I love our conversations. I mean, we're we're kind of bringing up some uh, neat ideas, especially you, and I'm, I'm just kind of trying to analyze them myself. And uh, But but to be fair, uh, he did, and... Uh, but but I see what you're meaning. If he w- was able to be in the ring and eliminate Lashley, it would have kind of, uh, I think, uh, made this angle seem even uh, more headline because it's a Royal Rumble. We've seen these uh, teams face off on SmackDown or or at least the confrontations and the vignettes. Uh, I, I will say, how are you liking Paul Ellering and, and Scarlett and Karrion Cross with AOP? I loved AOP. I'm, we, I don't think we've seen the, uh, the best of it yet at all, have we? We've only just started this, but... Um... I, it makes sense. It made sense to me when I saw them uh, with Karrion Cross. I thought it was going to breathe new life. I just don't want it to be a like a Bray Wyatt type. Right. So I, I, not maybe not Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt. There was a few times that he got built up, and then sort of like he lost matches that you thought he should have won. But let's use the other way of looking at. Let's use this actual Rumble. So Logan Paul has walked out with the US title, but Kevin Owens lost that match. Yes, he got disqualified, but he's left that match looking. Like he's won, he he's still strong and then hurt. So whereas I feel like Karrion Cross needs that at the moment to elevate this final testament thing, 
Yeah, Again. he needs at least that monumental victory. And I'm not saying it's got to be monumental, just something that you're going to go, wow, he did it. You know, yeah, because he, he has He got over somebody. And and that's true because I have felt bad for him. I, the more I learn about a lot of these wrestlers, men and women, I start gaining a whole nother level of respect because I, I know how – I don't know. Let me rephrase that. I mean I, I can only imagine how hard the work ethic and the physicality, the training, and and, and actually developing these characters uh, has to be. And and uh, I think under uh, Triple H getting more creative, his team and uh, whoever that may be, I, I know of a few possibly, but I don't want to just uh, guess and assume. I think Kieran Cross will uh, – He'll be very successful. And this New Testament, uh, I, I'm with you. AOP, it, it looks great. I mean, think about it on a, a premium live event poster or a SmackDown yeah. card. It, the visual with uh, with Scarlet, too. I, I don't mind that she dyed her hair because, uh, to me, that that fits. It, it kind of represents an, a, a change in a, a new era for their uh, for their personas. Yeah, I mean, we got to give it time, haven't we? We that's the biggest thing we've said on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we do. We've Sometimes, give it time, we, you know, we we do want things maybe not rush, but we. Uh, how would you describe it? Uh, I'm asking more questions and giving answers, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean yeah, it's yeah. true. But I mean, I, I guess that's what makes this stuff fun, though. I mean, it really yeah. does. Um, we got to mention. So we obviously we saw the return of Sami Zayn as well, which we kind of thought about with number thirty. Uh, came in. Uh, the, we saw the return of Omos as well. We hadn't seen him for a while on TV. Yeah, a, a lot of people we hadn't seen it, and that's why I think it, it's important that these Rumble matches remain special because it, it also helps us, uh, you know, it's a reminder that the talent is uh, should be regarded as uh, very important and special, and, and uh, we saw it. Got to mention Braun Breaker. Um, had a... Uh, I think he eliminated four altogether, and not just like four. You know, he, I think he eliminated Tim Cody Rhodes with yeah. four eliminations. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back. You'd probably have to research for me. He to eliminated. Clarify. He eliminated Finn Balor, um, Jimmy Uso got eliminated by Braun Breaker as well. Um, I can't remember else. Yeah, he eliminated quite a few people very quickly, and like, and he. Now I'm reading stuff online earlier that apparently the spot for Braun Breaker was meant to be Brock Lesnar's. That's what I was reading but as whether well. Whether that's true, I have no idea. But I, I don't. Regardless, would it have been cool to see Brock Lesnar? Yeah, of course it would have been. But Braun Breaker had a great showing, and is this a? You know, we've been. I've been wondering when Braun Breaker is going to get called up from. NXT now maybe it'll be after WrestleMania maybe it'll be before I don't know um, there's a lot of people down in NXT that I think are just lying in wait aren't they maybe it'll yeah, be after it's going to but... be uh, sooner rather than later and, and especially when we're discussing Brian Breaker uh, the way he can hit the ropes the explosive offense uh, yeah sure Lesnar would have been uh, would have been a a big return, but I, I'm I'm kind of happy it worked out differently uh, for Brian Breaker because that that's what I'm meaning. NXT stars are getting their opportunities in these Rumble matches to be showcased, and, and that's exactly what we were given with uh, Brian Breaker. Uh, I mean, what a showing he had! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, I I liked the Rumble. Uh, Miz uh, came in at like 25, I think. Um, but we saw, and obviously Punk was in the Rumble. That was cool to see. Uh, I understand reading online he may have an injury, but we'll obviously uh, 
I mean, unless you know anything more than I do, but I've read that uh, you may. Only probably what you've read about. He's got a possible injury or something, or is injured. I uh, shouldn't say possibly uh, from the reports that, like you and so many, you, you stumble upon and, and read. So, uh, yeah, just uh, wish him the best. I, I, I don't know a lot right now. Uh, well, as I said, uh, yeah, as you're listening to this podcast, I'll remind you that the, the Raw hasn't happened yet. So we, we will... Uh, Obviously, we'll get into that in the week on this podcast. We'll be back on Thursday, um, but yeah, I'm hoping it's uh, not as not serious. Um, but I will say, I mean, I think we sat here. I think we both kind of said we think we think Cody's going to win, but we basically, I think I went Gunther and Cody um, based on the promo I saw on Raw. But obviously, there's other ways to get to that. But Cody winning from number fifteen. Not only has he won it from number fifteen. He's also won it two years in a row, which hasn't happened since Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, which is, what, 20-something years? <laughs> so, it, it, it's a uh, great achievement to win a Rumble matchup uh, back-to-back. Uh, not too many people. You said it. What uh, legendary company, Stone Cold Steve Austin? And he basically, and Cody Rhodes pointed at Roman Reigns. There's no doubt about it in my mind. The yeah, way he, he yeah. wants Roman. And I love Roman's expressions and Heyman too. When he pointed, Roman held the title up. You tell he was not pleased. He was probably hoping maybe Cody would point to Seth. But the, nevertheless, I, I just love the, the the body language of a lot of these wrestlers. It, it plays into the psychology part of it. And I, I'm such a fan of it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I'm, uh, I mean, th- I reckon they might they might tease Seth and Cody, and now we've had that, and I'm not disputing that match could be bloody good. But let's face it, the story goes through Roman, doesn't it? So yeah, it's it's going through the travel chief. It has I mean, nothing to. against Seth. I, I, Seth is one of the greatest workers. I mean, of, of any era. I mean, not just the contemporary but, era. I mean, Seth Rollins. A, a lot of the uh, you know old school wrestlers would have to. To admit, you know, he, it's just a faster style, but you got to give uh, give it up for uh, the visionary Seth freaking Rollins. I would so if Punk is injured and genuinely can't wrestle, that might lead into the the uh, Gunther match we were talking about last week. So that would be quite that would be quite good. The Gunther, I know you want to see uh, Gunther. I mean, a, anything with Gunther attached to it, uh, you've got my attention. I know you want to see Gunther Brock, but like, let's you know. Brock's gonna uh, need. Yeah, I think that may be on hold now. Uh, yeah. to, just to be honest, but uh, you know that would be a great match. However, uh, I'm trying to think of other opponents that could be logical for Gunther after this Rumble matchup. I, I'll tell you who could be a, a great pair. He replaced Brock in the Rumble. I wouldn't mind after the interaction and the way he picked up Gunther and the way Gunther sold for him. How about Gunther and Braun Breaker if he gets called up? Braun Breaker versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at Elimination Chamber. That would be freaking. Did you say take my money, take the popcorn, whatever? <laughs> I, I mean, on last week's uh, show, I said take that. my money. Yeah. Man, that would be a great match, to be fair. Oh, it, um, but yeah, seriously, it, it would be. It would be just uh, <laughs> take my popcorn. Man. Take my popcorn. No, take my money and make the popcorn because I'm watching this. Yeah, well, oh, there you go, and, and put the butter on it. The extra <laughs> yeah. butter. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, I, I love I love how we're we're coming up with these things. Uh, go fickle yourself! But by the way, can you get me some popcorn and take <laughs> my money because I want the Braun Breaker versus Gunther match. I want to see Gunther chop Braun, but I, I also love how Braun can pick him up. And you just got two very talented guys, two uh, 
different styles, but it, it works because Brian's more explosive. Gunther's explosive in his own way with the chops and and more the uh, the traditional style of wrestling, thus Imperium. So yeah, I, I'm already sold. Right. Well, let's see if Cy, let's see if Cy Powell listens to our podcast, and we'll go that T-shirt idea. Take my money, get the popcorn. <laughs> so, Sai, are you hearing what uh, we're speaking to you about these merchandise ideas, Sai? Do I have your attention now? <laughs> yeah, Sai Powell. And, uh, I mean, we, we've uh, we've complimented him, sh- you know, gave him shout-outs, and, and we appreciate Sai <laughs> with all sincerity, but having some fun with him. I, I think uh, Minnie's on to something. <laughs> mate I, I it'd be it'd be cool um yeah men's Royal rub i i liked it i can't say i hated it at all um cody winning it staring down roman from uh from afar obviously he's roman up in the skybox um it's gotta be right it's gotta be cody Finn i would in- think roman but i'll tell you going back to the skybox i actually enjoyed uh seeing seth and roman sitting in the skybox it just gave it a feel like they're the champions they're getting to look down and scout the competition, possible contenders. So I, I always uh, think the visual of them two sitting up there is, uh, I mean, that that's always been fascinating to me and the, the way they were able to present it this year. Yeah, it was good. But in, uh, like, it's like the champions are scoping out the po- possible competition. Who's going to win? Correct. Are they going to come for me? Are they going to go for Raw? Do you know what I mean? So, and Ro- like you said, Roman's face was brilliant. Even through the match when it came down to um, CM Punk and Cody, you, they showed him as well. And the, the, the comment, you know, I already talked, we talked highly of it, of the promo that uh, Cody and Punk had on Raw this past before Rumble. And. Hence, take my money. CM Punk versus Cody, take my money. <laughs> That's um, where it started. Benny yeah. coined it uh, back in that last episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just a case of, uh, yeah, just I feel like the Raw thing was kind of a test for the crowd. And I almost feel like the Rumble, as it was playing out, you could sort of, you could hear pockets of CM Punk chants and stuff to a degree. And then, but it was, I would say it, it, was, it was definitely not, Cody's it was night. Mainly Cody, yeah. So, um, and was punk and I don't mean to interrupt you, Benny, but punk was kind of going hill a little bit, wasn't he? I feel like he was, especially with the, or maybe he was kind of teasing us because they were both kind of baby faces. But to your point, the reaction was mainly Cody. You, you would hear some far off kind of CM punk chants, but it was mainly dominated by the American nightmare and the way he did the pedigree, you know, the little nuances I, I thought were because somebody actually brought this up, uh, you know, I can't take the credit for it, but it, it makes me think, you know, CM Punk was kind of wondering, maybe they had to reverse course a little bit. I'm wondering now whether that um, that promo between Gunther and Seth was a, let's test it, see what it sounds like with the crowd, because maybe Punk was had a niggle of an injury already, but they're also saying that, he actually sustained the injury in the rumble, according to the article I just read. So um, it's interesting to know whether that was a way of maybe Punk was injured but wanted to do the match to get to the where they needed to get to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of various ways they they could go about it, but that's true. We we don't think about it. The promos can often be how you test the waters and how the the people are going to respond. So if they if they knew that Punk maybe couldn't wrestle past rumble let's do seth and gunther promo and see what that kind of 
what that like what social media does, what the ratings do, what the crowd says. It could be. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe. So, no, but let's face it, Benny. Social media and the way the internet, how much power it possesses. I mean, why not? I mean, they're they're smart to use it. Yeah, I mean, it's just speculation. Obviously, women's Royal Rumble, man. Um, oh, uh, my I, I from the. I'm going to play a little clip because number two came out. I know, I know you can't hear it, but I'm going to play a little clip quickly, um, and everybody's going to know what it is. I'm just going to play it now, and then we'll come back. Absolutely incredible, the line by Co- uh, Corey Graves and uh, Naomi, number two in the women's rumble. Um, I already said this to you off air, but I'll say it for the podcast benefit, obviously. Um, I'm watching the rumble. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Uh, Natalia comes out, fine. Uh, okay, cool. Who's going to be number two? And then for a brief, the lights go out, the, the lights come up, and I'm like, and the music's playing, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that... That's... Yes, it. Oh, and I just popped. I was. Oh my god, she's back! It's so cool to see Naomi back. Um, she's had quite a year, to be fair. Um, and obviously she went to TNA. Oh, she so, has. So um, I, I loved it. It was great to see her back. The crowd absolutely loved it as well. So I feel like both Rumbles kind of both had. So we had Naomi with the positive, and when Jimmy's music came out in the men's, um. The, there's almost like the room, like I said earlier, the room went <gasps> like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah, there, right? there was so, a gasp. Yeah, so two great responses. Naomi coming back. I'm so happy that she is back. Um, and a good showing, to be fair, from her. Um, oh, I mean, she's never lost a step. I mean, I think what's helped her is uh, you brought it up with TNA and, and still polishing up her her skills, not that they needed to necessarily be polished up. Uh, Naomi's uh, not missed a beat. Uh, I'm glad Phil the Glow, the movement is back, and I'm with you. I, I, we kind of speculated maybe she could be one of the ones she had announced where she was finishing up her run that was uh, a very good one because she was the TNA Women's Champion, the Knockout Champion while she was there. And But to see her back with the WWE and being number two, I, I'm glad you brought that to our attention because her real life husband, Jimmy was also number, number two, two as well yeah. in the men's uh, Royal Rumble match. So I, that alone, it makes it uh, that much uh, more cooler. I like the, Naomi, I like uh, returning. The, I like the early, the, that got the crowd going, didn't it? Let's face Cause it. Cause it grabs you. It yeah. grabs you. I love the early surprise. So we've seen it over the years. Um, Jericho did it when he returned, when Dolph Ziggler was already in the ring, just bring him out already. Then Jericho's music hit the place erupted. Cause he'd been gone for a couple of months and that was only a couple of months. Uh, AJ Styles debut at number three in 2016. A great moment. Uh, um, yeah, a huge moment. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley is one of my favorites. I think it was 2015, the year before. Came in at number three as well. And that music, you know, and he hadn't been in the company at that point, obviously, for about 10 years, I want to say. It, it um, had been quite a while. I, so, I can't um, re- remember exactly, but I, I'm sure if anybody's got it right, it would be you. So that's why I refer to, to the great Betty Mac here. <laughs> I don't always get it right, mate, but I appreciate it. Well, I, I know, but hey, just, just play along. <laughs> oh, okay. Mate. I get it right all yeah. the time. <laughs> uh, it's, um, uh, Bailey comes in at number three. Um, uh, again, I love the rumble. I also liked the um, 
when so we had uh, I got to mention her. I will mention her in a moment, but we had Oscar come in and Kyrie Sane and Bailey's reaction was brilliant. Like, oh, you're in the Rumble too, but then when they got eliminated later on, Bailey's reaction was, what about the plan? So it's what Bailey's almost playing like she knew they were going to be in the Rumble, but if you look at her face when Oscar came out, she didn't know. You could clearly see by her facial expression. You could see the shock a little bit. Yeah. Like, but hey, then also, wait a minute. I, I thought we, we had the strategy, to your point, when yeah. meaning plan. Let's face it, Bailey at the moment, she created damage control, but she is no longer in control of damage control, but she's still like playing the leader trying to pull the strings yeah but she and they, the way then there's no when the um when the the kabuki warriors won the tag team championships this past week they they there was no high five for bailey as well so this story is playing out brilliantly subtly in some cases uh, and straight in your face other times so it's going to be interesting going forward with that um speaking of no, tna will be. speaking of tna I'm going to put Jordan. Is it Jordine Grace? Yeah, no, it's Jordan. It's Jordan just spelled Grace. differently. Jordan spelled Grace. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know who she was. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I did. I've actually watched a little bit of TNA recently. When it's now that it's back to TNA, so I might have to stick with it because I'm actually what I've seen. Nick Nemeth is over there now, aka Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, they they um, signed a lot of uh, headline names. But I won't take credit for this. But I was listening to a, a, a Sam Roberts. Uh, he's you know one of the ones I like listening to, and he was like, "I like the idea of like, okay, we've had the TNA Women's Champion come in. Uh, what I think Mickey James did it before, didn't yeah, you? Mickey James did it. Um, I like that. But also to make the Royal Rumble men and women. To his idea was it would be cool if they had this kind of relationship with other promotions like a TNA. Um, I highly doubt AEW at the moment, but you never know. I, I, I don't see uh, a relationship just due to how social media is. Yeah. And well, I, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, doors and forbidden and all that kind of stuff. But my point is that his point was, it wouldn't it be cool if the Royal Rumble was this like inclusive thing where somebody could get a court? Like, you know, TNA, who have you got? Oh, we, we've, been, we've been watching... You know, so and so for the last mm-hmm. you know year, would he would he or she like to come into the said Royal Rumbles? And how cool that I'd like to make this world because you know WrestleMania is bloody huge, so it would be good I think to have that. And it was his idea, not mine. But like, when he talked about it, I was like, I quite like that idea of having potentially someone come from TNA or New Japan or wherever if they have a relationship. I, I can see a lot more uh, partnerships. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that Sam Roberts uh, was mentioning uh, that TNA could easily be working with WWE even later. Uh, of course, this was a one-off, from what I understand. Uh, but Jordan Grace, to me, has the look, and uh, she's currently their their women's champion, yeah. the knockout champion. And and what I I enjoyed many is you could continue storyline even though Naomi left. She was Trinity there. Yeah, and they were able to do it in the, this match, and I found it so entertaining. I'm like they embrace, brilliant. and then they just start hitting each other. I love that. I, the hug, I, yeah, of I like... loved it too. And that's the only other thing I was going to point out that I, I glossed over, and I wanted to to bring back up about the rivalry, even from another company. This match, this event in itself, was able to to give us more of a, a TNA rivalry in a WWE uh, a ring, ring and yeah. arena. Which you would never would have got with WCW back in the day. It would never would have happened. Oh, no, you know? They, they were too competitive. That, that was the big difference. The, the two were competing 
and uh, you know they they were definitely competitors. I mean, does it beg the question? Would WWE let say an AJ Styles return to TNA for something? Do you know what I mean? I, I will say this now: it wasn't that he returned in the ring for TNA, but uh, when they were doing some kind of special for the company. WWE was nice enough to let AJ Styles and some other, you know, TNA alum uh, send in these videos that were thinking uh, TNA. I think it was an anniversary, uh, from what I can gather, and uh, so it, it begs the question: uh, if they can form more of a working relationship, it, it would be neat, and it would help uh, TNA if AJ Styles even to make an appearance, even endorse somebody, even if he doesn't wrestle. Uh, can you know? be involved in a promo segment and, or yeah. just hit somebody just to get a reaction. And, uh, but Nick Nimeth and, uh, I think Mustafa Ali and, uh, the former Dana Brooke have uh, been signed. Uh, I've been kind of reading on it. Not that I've been able to watch it. I, I think I've been missing out cause I know you've kept up with it. And, uh, and the, the, to know they've rebranded back from just impact to TNA, uh, they're, they're trying to be an alternative, but I, I think it would be, it would be pretty awesome to uh, see WWE and TNA work together or with the New Japan because Okada's contract is up. I read a lot of people just assume he's going to AEW, uh, but WWE also has interest in Okada. Signed him, and it yeah. could be that maybe we see him at WrestleMania as a surprise. Not all the uh, surprises could be just for the Rumble. There you go, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking earlier, I know we've gone off a bit of a tangent with TNA, but I know they don't do the uh, six-eyed you know, ring anymore. Yeah. They got away from it. And I, I was kind of on the fence about it. I didn't care for it. I, I realized though, if you're going to be different, you try different yeah. experiments. So it wasn't a terrible idea, but I think if you heard the wrestlers, the way they had to work in the ring, it was so that it was an adjustment because uh, you hear Sting and a lot of the, the legendary guys, and even uh, it was something I think they borrowed from uh, Lucha Libre, AAA and, and, the, the whole concept of the six-sided ring. So when I first saw it, I'm like, even as a fan, I'm like, whoa, this is unique. Well, when you want the, 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 the traditional channel surfers, you want something to stand out and you go, what was that ring? You know, uh, as you're watching sure, it. Sure, so. I mean, and, and exactly. So, but I mean, I was I was thinking earlier, maybe they could do if they do Bound for Glory again, because I think that was their like their big pay per view of the year. I think it was kind of their equivalent to their WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. something. But maybe you know. maybe once in a while they could do like a like a, a Bound for Glory, like a six side match or something like that, or a six side night, a bit like a War Games night why, type why thing. Why not? You know? Kind of bring know? back uh, uh, some nostalgia because War Games actually predates even WWE. If you look at the history, speaking of Cody, I think it was. It was his father, Dusty, who started it back when it was NWA and then eventually WCW, and, uh, kind of even in the territories. So uh, there's a lot of uh, people like us clamor for nostalgia. And and that's one more thing I wanted to mention, Benny. A lot of people were saying, why didn't we get more legends returning? I, I'm kind of glad we didn't because no offense to uh, seeing the, the icons of the industry. We, we don't need to see too much of uh, the past with the new, I, I think it's important to, to get the newer stars over and to get the ones that are going to be established and, and the ones we're going to be talking about for this generation to be your main focus. And, and I wanted just to add that because you're always going to have people going and I know I've even talked to people message them and they're like, why didn't we get some on the women's side and, and men's? And I'm like, you know what? That's OK. I, I think this is part of the new vision for WWE. They're trying to kind of get away from, oh, we got to have some big legend. Not that they don't admire them or use them, 
but they don't always need to bring them in for a rub all the time. You, you need to focus on your main roster and NXT, giving them this platform. Yeah, absolutely. No, hundred percent. Um, one thing before we move on with the women's rumble again, uh, I absolutely love this. Alba Fire made making a sort of rumble <laughs> debut, but I got to bring this up. Um, <laughs> our truth, I think I know where you're going. our truth, mate. Um, not I missed it out on the men's because I wanted to leave it for this bit, and I'll refer to the men's one in a second with him. But him coming out when um, Valhalla was coming. <laughs> Out. Like, and the way he looked at Valhalla in Rampart, and then he, um, he Valhalla because of the distraction got essentially got eliminated because of our truth. Adam, uh, I love the fact that our truth thinks Adam Pierce is Nick, uh, Nick Aldis. Yeah, since, Nick Aldis. where's your hair gone and stuff like that? And it's brilliant. He just absolutely nailed. He's like absolutely nailed it. Um, I, I'm telling you, he is just his his comedic timing, his timing in the ring when he he wrestles. But did and you hear the response the, when his music hit? Oh, I mean, people love him. I mean, he's he's still as over as he's ever been, and he they loved him then. Yeah, I mean, the guy doesn't age. He still looks like a million dollars, and but I mean, he and he could do comedy. I mean, so you've got the perfect storm. And he's good in the ring, man. He's so good in the ring. He's underrated. Oh my gosh! And then seeing Valhalla want to kill him. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, was, oh. that was that was just tremendous. When he was arguing, Adam Pierce was like, "Truth, you're this is the women's. You get this." He's like, "I thought it was the men." And I love the fact he turns back. So you're telling me that's all women in there? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And I think man? it was Nia Jackson there, and I'm not saying this to demean her. It was just, it was funny because the look on her face and all the the competitors, they were like, "Wait a minute, what's truth?" <laughs> I'm wondering if the women knew because something I didn't apparently. Uh, Pat McAfee obviously came back. He was on commentary. Um, and apparently he didn't know he was entered in the rumble, allegedly. Hence why he kind of. But oh, he, if he didn't well, know, was, uh, it seemed real his reaction. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, but he kind of looking at it? looking at Omar and like, yeah, no, I'm going to eliminate. He eliminated himself <laughs> in the end. He did a Drew. Plus, Curry. he had those boots on. Even if yeah. he wanted to try to execute a move, uh, I would think that would be pretty difficult in those boots. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't know, fair play to him for going along with it. A fair play to him. Um, and then our truth in the <laughs> finally turns up in the men's. It's still a good pop for him. <laughs> and then is then still on the apron trying to ask for a tag from Dominic Mysterio and Gunther. <laughs> and he's like, "What are you oh, doing? It's Lord. a Royal Rumble match. What are you doing?" And then Gunther grabs hold of Dominic. Dominic manages to squiggle out of it and then do a dive tag to get our truth <laughs> into the Rumble. And I just like, "What is going on?" And but, then JD, <laughs> JD as well, getting eliminated. He got him eliminated. He got him eliminated. <laughs> and then uh, Tom and Nick Mysterio and all that stuff going on at the moment with our truth. And I, I just I, I, that's why we're laughing because you have to go back and watch to appreciate our truth in these segments. It's just it's must see TV, and because uh, that's where the comedic element, when it's done properly works and with our truth it's a prime example of it working i tell you what i mean if they if the awesome truth doesn't work out i reckon santina morella and our truth together would be absolutely hilarious um <laughs> could, could you imagine the sock like fully and then our uh, truth with asking where tom and nick mysterious yeah and little jimmy and all that Could little jimmy yeah. here i love the fact that he that oh he, yeah little jimmy that yeah. that is so funny and damien priest actually teasing that he he likes him but then wants to beat him up because he screws up things and... i am i'm interested to see where this i know we're laughing about it in the comedy and stuff but he's obviously in with the judgment day and he although damien priest did choke slam in uh, well deep deep uh, what was it called south of heaven sorry yeah, south um, of heaven. 
It's still a chokeslam, though. They just yeah, he just sits. It's a sit-out chokeslam, isn't it? Really, that's what it is. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, it it was just uh, it was just brilliant. And then we'll we'll come back. Um, just everybody in the rumble. We didn't really like you said. You've already put it. Said it. Um, I gotta give. I gotta give. I feel like I need to give MVP to Chelsea Green <laughs> this year. Uh, uh, Chelsea Green has uh, this run lately. Uh, it's hard to put into words, and I mean this as a compliment. Uh, she has just been uh, incredible well, with the way she presents herself, too, with yeah. uh, being like the Karen, even going away from the Karen-type uh, personality, just uh, always complaining to Adam Pierce. And, uh, and I'll let you take it away, Benny. You, you just, Folks, you just got to go back and watch this stuff. Yeah, watch uh, if you haven't seen it. Women's Royal Rumble was brilliant. Chelsea Green, obviously. So last year, Chelsea Green, if you don't know, got eliminated instantly when she returned. Um, but this year, and it, it was teased a little bit like she was going to, but then she was just taking bump and accident up from Piper Niven. There was just being crushed in the corner by her own partner and... Then be it's just and she just was like a rag doll for for she, a little bit. She could bit. not get a break. She Piper could not. Nevin was uh, about had her splattered with all you know, and that's not saying anything demeaning against Piper. It's it just you just have to see it. It's she was almost like the uh, is it Mikey Whipwreck that used to get absolutely destroyed all the time for a brief period where he would just get beaten up in ECW and not have an offensive move, but just yeah, take I mean, a beating. He, he would just be dominated or be in the the wrong corner and just uh, he'd take a beating. <laughs> And fans ended up liking him because he could take a beating in that crowd. And that's a hardcore, you know. Yeah, that, that's the extreme crowd. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and, you know, it works. So um, we've got to talk about it. Man. I can't believe we waited this long to talk about it. But um, Jade Cargill, what a response. Uh, we finally seeing her. We saw her not long ago, obviously, being sort of going to different brands in, within WWE. Um, Jade Cargill, the response that she got, amazing she looks amazing um the stuff they teased while she was in the rumble with um like blimmin um, bianca belair and stuff and others um then obviously we had Liv morgan return as well so that comes into it but jay cargill mate uh i'm she, she's the real deal i mean if you wanted to carve out a wrestler an athlete overall i mean it would be jay cargill and uh yeah i, I think everybody wants uh her versus Bianca, I think they wouldn't mind her seeing, uh, well, let me back up. They wouldn't mind seeing Cargill versus Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley or Nia Jax. I, I loved how Nia Jax was so dominant, but then Jade Cargill came out and uh, proved that, hey, you're not the only one in here, and picks her up with one arm, flexes even, and yeah. just and then picks her up and, and, and sends her over the top rope. Uh, that's an important elimination because Nia Jax is – has came back and, and been better than ever, as far as I'm concerned. And and that's one way to get over your, your new star. And uh, Jade Cargill's definitely a star. And uh, I saw a lot of people online, you know, arguing and complaining about why is Jade Cargill not on TV, not on Raw SmackDown. Well, here's your your response for these type of moments right here. Wrestling is, you know, about the matches and stuff, but wrestling ultimately is about moments. And that was a hell of a moment. Um I no, do. it was, and I like the uh, the fact that uh, Michael Cole earlier in the Rumble, before Jade Cargill was anywhere near it yet, that they reminded us that Nia Jax last year it took eleven women to eliminate her, and then Jade Cargill comes in, picks her up, slams her. It's like a Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant moment, and then picks her up and throws her out the ring, and it's like holy Just crap, like she was nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
it's one thing if she struggled with her, but it, it was just done so easily. It shows you just how, how strong the woman is. Absolutely. I don't know where Cargill's going to end up. Um, potentially, the, so though for those who don't know, Bailey started at number three, won the Rumble. Um, and I think I, I think Bailey was my only real pick this year for the women's. I, I think I selected her too. I yeah. think we both actually yeah. agreed that um, Bailey. But um, set the women's record. So now, story-wise, for me, it does make sense that quite possibly that the damage control stuff is. And also, Tyler, guess what didn't happen at the Rumble? What? Sasha Banks didn't return. No, and it it makes me wonder if uh, she's going to... Because remember, I, I think I touched on this last week, your theory, and I liked it, about uh, about Banks returning and possibly aligning with Bailey. But there's also the rumor as well, can she go to AEW? Maybe she stays with uh, Japan, the Japanese promotion stardom, I think it is. Or it, maybe it is New Japan, I don't know. Uh, but I, I kind of... Uh, would rather her be back in WWE just due to if damage control is going to turn on Bailey. We all know the real life friendship between uh, Bailey and and Banks, so why not? So, wh- what are you thinking, Benny? You tell me. Do you think the theory is going to come to fruition with WrestleMania? I think in terms of who Bailey faces, she says it's going to be Rhea Ripley. Obviously, that's what was the plan. But the way she's being treated and the way the way the next few weeks, the next month plays out. I think well, I think we are going to see Bailey versus Io, to be honest, and the damage control is going to, you know, fall apart a little bit. Now, whether we to, get to be Sasha, fair, I want the match. I think between Io and Bailey, not nothing against Rhea. I just think with the story going on, I think I'd be mean, Rhea. I mean, does Jay Cargill get a WrestleMania moment straight away? She bloody looks like a star. I don't see why not. I mean, uh, you know, she makes an argument. Uh, I wouldn't say got... that about anybody, even if they were talented. You could see it, but. Uh, Cargill's, that's one thing about her, even with in AEW, you, you could tell this, uh, this lady's the real deal. She, she needs more time and, and they, I know they've worked with her in the performance center and she's credited. I just happened to got fortunate to read an article or see a headline where she meant credits AEW for getting her ready for this type of stage, you know, getting the match reps that's and, good. and stuff. So, so that was nice of her. I'm, I'm glad to hear statements like that. Cause I, I'm not on one of these sides. Oh, it's all this and that. People can't help what they like, but I, I do admire some comments where we don't hear tribalism or, or it's got to be this side. I mean, you can critique and, and like and not like what you want, but I, I always like fairness and honesty and just uh, when uh, even wrestlers that depart from another company give them props and, and say, hey, you know, with all the good that's happening in my life, I, I have to thank them for for helping me progress and get this opportunity. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, no, it's it's better than hearing like, oh, I hated it there or whatever, or trying to diss it, you know, just. Well, if you're, you're miserable and, you know, sometimes that's going to happen and maybe it is best that they went somewhere else where they're, they, they feel fulfilled and, and they are, are definitely happier. And I, you know, and I wish them the best. I, I don't, you know, cause we never know what circumstances, uh, cause, uh, you know, whatever the the scenario, but it is nice to hear others compliment, or at least it wasn't horrible. And, and you know, and it's part of wrestling. I mean, we've seen it through all the promotions. Uh, contracts come up. You, you see what other uh, opportunities you have. That's just human nature. Yeah, absolutely. Strike while the iron's hot. When you're, you know, you know that. Um, I think I believe it came down to. It must have come down to. Yeah, obviously Bailey won. Bailey, uh, Liv, and Jay Cargill. The way they did this at the end was brilliant. Um, 
and then Bailey just took advantage of Liv on the uh, on the side of apron after going over the top. So we, you know, there's a potential match there, Liv Morgan, Jay Cargo. I, I'm I'm wondering whether we're going to see Rhea versus Becky at WrestleMania. That's yet to be seen. But so and, and, and you know you can't forget about Nia either, just because she got eliminated. Absolutely, we've got Elimination Chamber coming up. Maybe we'll have a women's title match in the Elimination Chamber, or we'll have once the Royal Rumble winners select their said champions. Now the Bailey one, they could, she can. I, I, see, I don't know how quick this is going to turn. So I don't know. We've still got to wait for SmackDown, obviously, and Raw. So yeah, a lot of the aftermath of what what occurs next and what's going to continue to lead uh, before Elimination Chamber and after it will be very telling uh, on that road to WrestleMania. And maybe Bailey tells them, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've picked I've picked Rhea. I've already spoke to Nick Aldis and done the contracts and stuff like that." Blah blah blah. But then maybe it plays out. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, cause we've gone from damage control, kind of like, where's this going, to now I can't wait to see what happens. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, there was kind of like the bloodline. As good as storylines can be, sometimes they run into these stagnant uh, parts of the story. And it's kind of the same thing with damage control. Uh, now we're finally getting uh, excited again about what is around the corner for them. I'm actually excited for Elimination Chamber, um, WrestleMania. Oh yeah, so and I got to tell be... you, you guys are probably going to be favorable. I know it's in Australia. Uh, I got I got news for you. I'm waiting till uh, the next day to watch it because I'm a little lazy. I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m. and uh, watch it. I mean, I could have some coffee and some breakfast ready. I guess that could help wake me up and get it through. <laughs> get the uh, get. The, I mean, I don't know what you like for breakfast. Obviously, get the coffee. That'll definitely keep you. Uh... Yeah, the coffee at least is a must, regardless <laughs> must, yeah. of what my my meal choices are. But yeah. I mean, Eddie, Eddie, before we go, any sort of last bits that you want to talk about with the Rumble, or any favorite moment in particular that you were have uh, watched back since you've already watched. Obviously, I, I've I've watched Cargill's entrance, so it was amazing, yeah. uh, and Naomi coming back for me it was a cool moment as well. Uh, Cody winning. <laughs> obviously was a great moment so but yeah and cm punk's music hitting as well and i'm excited for the video game this year because cm punk should be on it (laughs) yeah he should i mean uh, another reason to to buy the video game uh uh for me it it was jordan grace i i must admit and uh, cargill was huge don't get me wrong and naomi but I, i think to get the tna uh Women's champion involved, and to let her shine on on that type of stage was uh, was big for me, and uh, she was impressive. That's another one TNA better hold on to because I could see her having a lot of uh, potential matchups uh, in WWE, and I, I could see her being there. She she proved her worth and and why she's uh, who she is, and and she's come this far in her career. Uh, Bailey, uh, I can't say enough good things about her. Uh, that was definitely one of my favorite moments. We both picked her. Uh, I think you could tell by the fans. Sure, she's betraying this Hill character, but I think the babyface turn is coming due to the, the damage control stuff. Uh, but more importantly, Bailey, going from the hugger Bailey to this, this newer vindictive Bailey, but yet has that annoying laugh and the interplay with Michael Cole, seriously is a workhorse, though, out of the four horse women. Uh, with Charlotte injured yeah. and and Banks possibly not coming back, maybe she is, and uh, and Becky Lynch even. Uh, I, I think Bailey has got to be a champion pretty soon, and uh, whether that's Rhea or going after Io Sky, uh, Bailey has been good about helping people be elevated, and uh, I think 
a lot of her peers respect her and the, the next generation look up to her. And uh, a lot of those women that probably entered the Rumble from NXT, she was one, one of their influences. Uh, so for me, I think she's just very uh, worthy of the moment. I think she needs that WrestleMania moment. We, I mean, she had the, the belts back in 2019, and she was a tag team champion, but it, it's been a while for her. And I think uh, it's time we, we see Bailey get her moment and, and capture one of those belts. I, I agree. Uh, she's kind of like that. I know she was out injured for a while, but since she's been back, and she even before she was injured, she's like that. She's all, she's like consistently there and consistently performing in the four horse. I mean, you mentioned that. Um, I mean, I know Becky was one of the last ones to sort of do championship, but she, you know, I think that I don't want to say Bailey's underrated because she's not, but sometimes she's easy to she forget gets about. Overlooked without overlooked. Yeah, that's a good way of putting to. it. Overlooked is a great way of putting it. Yeah, um, and now and this year she's not coming from number three as well. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, and and lasting, I think she went over an hour. I had to look it up. It's not like I could remember. Uh, and as far and I'm just going to go to the. You know, I liked the other two matches. We're not bad. The Fatal Four Way, and, and I, I I'm with you. I enjoy the United States title match with Logan Paul and Kevin Owens more. Uh, as far as the men's Royal Rumble, I guess it's pretty obvious. Braun Breaker, uh, his showing and and the eliminations. Cody winning and CM Punk. I mean, hearing his music, Gunther. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser being, I think, the first German-born wrestler to have an appearance in the Royal Rumble, I read. And and uh, there was a lot of Omos and, and seeing Lashley. And and it's remarkable to me to see a lot of the AEW stars, especially former WWE stars that, that became stars in AEW uh, due to their names like Cody and, and CM Punk and Jade Cargill on the women's side. Now you fast forward to 2024 or even 2023, and it's just, it's unbelievable. Who who would have even thought that we would actually see CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Jade Cargill, and Andrade back too. He was there. And now I'm hearing maybe there could be more. And I'm not trying to stir the pot. It's all speculation. <laughs> but but you wonder, though, with contracts running I, up and now yeah. with Triple H and his team and TKO, the appeal now. And there's there's a lot of different administrations and moving parts. And The Rock, for crying out loud. So, uh, I mean, know, there, I, there's a lot of appeal. I mean, with and I, I like AEW. I like TNA. I, I support them all in NWA. But it's just... It's hard not to want to go to WWE at least one time in your career. I mean, you know, even though Sting remained loyal, for example, to WCW, he eventually made his way to WWE. I mean, he was in TNA there for a long time, and and I'm a big fan of his and a lot of those guys. But eventually, he even admitted, he's like, yeah, there was always at least that one moment. I wanted that one WrestleMania moment. And uh, so that's what I'm saying. even for the not only legendary wrestlers, but the, the younger ones that are hungry, that are talented, and and uh, they they want that that spotlight of being in a WWE ring, and I, I can't blame them. I just uh, looked up earlier that about Adam Cole quickly, and I think he's signed. He's still technically, in, unless they buy him out, he's still contracted for AEW until twenty twenty seven, I believe. And I think, yeah, some uh, of them it's going to be a, a longer, and I, I'm not saying they'll, they'll necessarily. G- return right away it may be due to you know regal finally had could show his face it was in his contract he could go back but it took so much time for him to be able to appear on tv malachi black has uh, got a lengthy one as well but aka alistair black in wwe 
um, yeah, is also. Yeah, you know, so. and that, that's another name in Buddy Matthews, and I don't want to try to, because uh, it's all just, you know, rumors, but you could see it happening. I mean, they, they were under in NXT. They were not under, but in, rather. And uh, yeah, I, I think people, the House of Black's been, been neat. It's still sinister, and it's done wonders for Julia Hart and Brody King being associated with those two guys. But, you know, Rhea Ripley and Buddy are, are set to be married. Selena Vega, you know, I know people think we're nuts, but you think about the real-life relationship. Selena Vega's with Aleister Black. I think Charlotte pushed for Andrade to come back, and, and Andrade actually did AEW a favor. He, he got Ric Flair to do this thing, that relationship, and it being his last match with Flair, it was kind of a trade-off in a way for him to appear at AEW, which was cool. And uh, so, you know, and that's only what I've read. I'm not saying it's all true, but you can kind of see it unfolding, so you wonder uh, that it it's probably is. I mean, we're we're kind of witnessing it. Uh, so th that's what I'm saying. So so much news is flowing as we're recording, and, and I'm starting to recall, like you, uh, all these uh, all these facets. It's very interesting. Tyler, it's always a pleasure to chat wrestling with you. Let us know where we can find you when your shows are out and all that kind of stuff. I know you're on SJP World Media with Tyler's takedowns, but I know you do WrestleManiacs as well elsewhere. I think that's on SJP now as well. I yeah, believe. it's on SJP World Media. Thanks, Benny. It, it's always an honor, man. It, it's always a good time uh, discussing wrestling with you. Yeah, Tyler's takedowns, like Benny said, is on SJP World Media on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and uh, and WrestleManiacs has now been on SJP World Media. We go live on YouTube uh, a lot of times, either Saturday or Sundays, to p accordingly and. Uh, I'm, you know, when I'm able to, I'm, and Benny gives me the invite, I'm on his uh, great show in the corner of WWE with the great Benny Mac here. And, uh, hey, go check out, I think it's the Volley Show and all, all these other non-wrestling related shows, the Dr. Who Pod, uh, the ones that Cy and, and Danny and, and Benny do together. It's, uh, and you know better than me, just there's a variety of just uh, great shows. I, I want to shout out real quick to Tony and entertainment with tony miller he's had me guests on his shows be co-hosts on on some pretty cool projects so i've been meaning to shout him out on here and i uh, just want to thank him and everybody that supported me and I, I hope i'm giving the support back man mate i appreciate it. i just realized my mic was off uh we appreciate oh, it you talk. sometimes i've hit my <laughs> mic I, i'm so excited about the rumble i, I forgot i better not uh, give <laughs> it a stunner i'm gonna need it well, thank you very much, Tyler. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can follow myself at Benny Mac B, Triple M Y M A C K on X, and obviously this show at In the Corner, WWE on X as well. I will be back uh, this Thursday for some more WWE stuff, some Raw, and whatever else is going on in the crazy world of wrestling. Um, Tyler, I'll see you again, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, there's going to have to be more run ins, at least if, if they're every once in a while. I'm sure they will, mate. I'll catch you all this Thursday for some more In the Corner. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.